You're listening to WGSR, bringing hope and comfort to the world, 24 hours a day. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. God Stories Radio. This is session 135. Five. I was just checking to see if you knew, Mikey. My name is Mike. 135. <laughs> I'm Fritz. <laughs> really? Did I really just do that? I, or I did, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You know, now I can't make fun of you anymore because uh, that you forgot who you were. I just did that. Well, I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. Welcome to God Stories Radio, Session 135. <laughs> well, now that we all know who we are. And yeah, really. What session number we're on. <laughs> I know, right? Jeez. I guess, I guess we can move on. Yes, we can. <laughs> so how was your week, Fritz? <laughs> My week was not without challenge, but I'm telling you what. I'm making it. I'm victorious. Victorious in Jesus. Yes. Yes, I am. You got some shout-outs over there, Mikey, or what's going on? He's got them. Actually, oh, wife yeah? has them, yeah. Oh. The, let's see. I want Mikey to tell me how his week was. Riding away. Oh, come on. <laughs> Jeez. Is this, I hope this is indicative of uh, how the show's going to go tonight, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah. We got a great guest tonight. Yo, thank you. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take that. Uh, but anyway, all right, babe. Uh, we got some uh, shout-outs over there. Yeah, we have Facebook likes. So <clears throat> I want to say thank you to Veronica Luna Ortega. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you, Veronica. And I think she's from our church. So if she's the same Veronica Ortega I'm thinking of. So thanks, Veronica. Is that the Veronica that sings in the uh, yeah, in praise, the and, praise worship. and worship in yeah. uh, La Vida? No, she sings in, in main service also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable voice. She does. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, she was such a blessing. She actually sang this past Sunday, and I was just had chills when she sings because she's got such a powerful voice. Always touches my spirit. Um, and then uh, I, I'm going to apologize ahead of time because I don't think I'm going to say your name correctly, but Uchechu Ku Blessing Ofama. Thank you for liking us on Facebook. Well, that was thank amazing. You. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And a former guest of ours, uh, we'll call her Sherry Randy. She'll I know, know Sherry. Who she is. Hello, Sherry. All right. Thank you for liking us. <laughs> yes, thank you, Sherry. And um, we have some new regions that are listening in. So we now have the City of London in the UK. Shout out. Wow. Hey. Right. Thanks for listening out Hoorah. there. Yeah. UK, okay. <laughs> and then Medway, UK, also. Well, you're you're pretty familiar with those those places, aren't yeah, you, babe? Yeah, where's I've Medway? Never, I've never heard of Medway before. So geographically speaking, I have no idea where where what part it is, north, okay. south, what have you. Um, but I know I used to live sixty miles south of London, so I know where London is for sure. Well, there you go. Um, and then South Dakota, U.S. Thanks, you South all for Dakota. Listening. Yes. Don't you know? 
<laughs> Loving the South Dakota. Hey, I want to welcome everybody listening live on Mixler. There's a bunch of you on there, and I think I see Mr. Craig from Craig's Carpet. Oh, All right, yay. Craig. We've missed Craig, you, Craig. Good, it's good to have you, buddy. Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for listening. I uh, hope uh, we've been praying for you. Absolutely. Big and for time. John. And for John. Yep. Big time. So I hope everything is going well, and uh, thanks for listening and supporting us. Uh, we love you, buddy. So uh, anyway, what else is going on? Anything? Mikey, riding the wave? Riding the wave. wave. No, I, I had a uh, conversation with um, one of our friends, and we actually uh, spoke about him on our last session. And actually, the first thing he said to me, he says, you don't have to talk about me on your radio station. I says, Mark, it happened to be you were the one to kind of like give me that little push. Yep, he so did. It came up, and then we spoke in church for about uh, 10 minutes or so, and service started, and he had to run and sit with his wife and his daughter. Uh, he wants to meet with us because he has some ideas. So we're going to listen. I can't wait. Yeah, he's such a great and humble guy. Yes, Love he him. is. And uh, speaking of ideas, the guest that we have tonight is so near and dear to our heart, and uh, we just love this guy. And uh, he was very instrumental early on in helping us with our press kit mm -hmm. and a few other things. Um, had, uh, a lot of uh, very good advice for the website and social media and stuff like that. And just can't thank him enough. He's just, just a brother in Christ, man. We just love him to death. And I'm so glad he's uh, back in the studio. Well, actually, this is the first time. In this that studio. he's been in this studio. He was in the kitchen early on. He came to the kitchen uh -huh. and endured that. And uh, hopefully he's a little bit more comfortable tonight out here in the garage. <laughs> so we go from the kitchen to the garage. That's how we roll, baby. I like it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Mr. Joseph Burke. What is the studio? God hey, Stories man. Radio Crew? How are you all doing? Less than happy to be here. Oh my gosh. I walked into the door and I really didn't know what to expect. I saw a couple pictures on social media of the studio. Yeah. Had no idea. I walk in here and I'm like, oh my goodness. It looks like it looks like the command central for the uh the enterprise ship on Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, I just beam me up, Scotty. You know? I gotta do this properly. Joseph Burke. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh, hey. Uh, I'm here all week. I'm here I all week. I missed my cue. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just by a half second. By a half second. But, yeah, I, I um, it's really good to be back uh, on God Stories Radio. And, and thank you for allowing me to come back and and hopefully uh, share some stuff and, and share some uh, things that I've been going through and be able to enlighten people uh, and hopefully there's something there that's happened in the past few months of my life that can be able to inspire someone but fritz and and, and mike uh, i remember when we started out remember the men of war and we all got mm -hmm. together and done the done the thing before the men's retreat back in what was that like 2014 oh i, I still have that uh and i have the uh the uh, fake men did you get the outtakes on that I one i have it. that was pretty funny i absolutely somewhere somewhere out there floating in the in the content media hard drives of, of Fritz is, no. uh, is uh, a very hilarious scenario. Oh, you know it. Southie's in the Bible. When John least expected, it's going to be played. <laughs> well, let's just to praise, open up the uh, let's praise Lord for that. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Just, just preaching about Peter like you've never heard before. Unbelievable. From, yeah, the South of Boston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good it's times. Classic. Southie's so, in the Bible. That's it. But um, so. 
I, you know, you guys, I could see that God has just truly blessed you here with this this amazing studio. And I, I've been living vicariously through the internet and through social media and wherever you guys post your podcast and and just seeing what how God is His hand is literally on this studio. It's just. Uh, it's amazing to see that, dude. And I well, we got to be heading in the right direction, Joe, because I'm telling you, you know, all hell has broke loose on us. Yeah, and personally, he keeps bringing the testimony financially, and he keeps bringing them. Yeah, man, 61 countries that we know of, and in iHeartRadio, who knows where that takes it? Wow. Which you're kind of a testimony to that fact because we didn't really have any anybody booked yeah. for tonight, and really? we're talking about it. And and the last thing that Mike said before he left. Um, a couple of weeks ago was, you know what? The Lord will bring it. And I think, was it a half an hour, 45 minutes after the show, Joe said, hey, you still doing, you know, can we still do testimonies or yeah. <laughs> or something? And I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I, Lord has been working on me, uh, guys, for probably, I would say, at least eight months there's been some things I've been going through, uh, just spiritually and just mentally. And I got to a point, I was like, you know what? I need to share this. And you guys were the first, um, conduit, uh, that, that came to my mind when I was thinking about how do I share this story? Because I know that there's somebody out there and we're going to get to the story. Trust me, we're going to dive into the meat and potatoes of this here in, in just a minute. But, um, I, I, you, you guys were the first that popped in my mind about sharing this story. And I've been listening to your all's podcast for the past, I'd say, probably six, seven weeks prior to reaching out. I've been kind of playing catch up a little bit. And so, and I know you had Ellis on just a couple of weeks ago, and that was just like, holy cow, that was so awesome. And, but I think that having looked at some of the, the topics and some of the things that God has been bringing here in the studio um one particular one that that i've been going through and i've been struggling with was kind of kind of like how people in my own personal life in my family have said some pretty hard things that have sent me into a very downward spiral so um before we get into that though i didn't know if there's anything else you wanted to cover before we dove into the actual main course I'm just giving you freedom here. I don't know if you wanted. To. I like steak pota- and potatoes. <laughs> potatoes. Potatoes. Yeah. Potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Paninis. Potatoes. Potatoes. Are you going to touch a little bit um, on what a walking miracle you are? I mean, just you know, really, the medical issues. You know, I know that you didn't really come tonight to talk about that well, specifically. I, I, but, I can, I can. It's um, not a, it's not something that I keep hidden anymore. So. No, no, and, and, and really, if you have time to touch on that briefly, I think okay. the listeners would benefit. Yeah. They knew, yeah, I think, what a miracle you are sitting here, right? Okay. And what you told us prior to this, uh, I think it needs to be mentioned first. Okay. Well, um, so. All right, somebody remind me about the testimonial thing, but I'll, you want me to go ahead and mention that first, the part about the, the, okay. So one of the things that I was going through in my life, and I was writing kind of, we had talked about it, this just a few minutes ago, Mikey, about riding the wave. You know, you're, you're, you're riding the wave, and you're in the Holy Spirit, and you're in that vein, you're, you're doing what you need to be doing. And then it's just funny how sometimes there's these moments in our life when it seems like Satan just knocks the wind beneath your sails. Mm, preach it, brother. 
And for me, that moment came in February of this year. And so what had happened was I had been conversing with a family member and uh, a close family member. And so I was talking back and forth and I was uh, driving up to Gainesville to one of my doctor's appointments and, and uh, I'll elaborate on that shortly, but I was driving up to, to Gainesville and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pick up the phone and call and see how everybody's doing and kind of check in and see what's going on back home in Kentucky. And I don't know if you can pick up my little bit of the hillbilly accent. There, you can hear it every oh, once in a while. It comes out every fifth about? or sixth word. You can hear it a little twang. <laughs> Twi- twang. But anyway, so I was calling back home to Kentucky. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like ADHD when I'm speaking. This is like all over the place. I'm like, what? But This is awesome. I'm following right along. Was, so oh. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm driving up to Gainesville, and I want to call home and just see how everything's going. And so I do that, and I, I touch base with some relatives, and it was it, it kind of what was said in this in this conversation would be the down, would be the beginning and the tripping point of the downward spiral for me. And recently, there've been some things come out about some of the health conditions that I have, one per, pertaining to HIV, and I, I've been HIV positive since age two, and. I'll elaborate on that shortly as well. That's a story within itself. But sure is. In, by 2021, 2020, the government has, quote unquote, said that they're they're doing everything they can to find a cure for HIV. And I was just calling home to be able to touch base with these people and say, guys, you will not believe what's in the headlines right now. You're not going to, they're, they're thinking, for me, this is like the top. I, I mean, I know, you know, dying and going to heaven would be like the, the almighty, you know, no more pain, no more suffering, no more sorrow, no more hurting joints. But for me in this world, getting rid of the one thing that makes my life torment would be awesome. And by 2021, they, they said that they're going to have some form of a cure. So I was calling home to be able to elaborate about that. And one of the individuals on the other line, who I'm not going to mention, told me, you know what, Joe, ever since you went public with this whole thing, it has just been one disaster after another. You have just, this whole thing has just plagued our entire family. Man. And in that moment, I, um, that was pretty hard, Fritz, um, I can't imagine. I mean, you could take that easier from a stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can take it easier from a stranger, but it when it comes from people that you love back home, and I know that back home in Kentucky, there is a unique mindset that is limited into a narrower style of thinking. And I'm trying to be as politically correct here as I can be without, like, you know, saying, you know, lack of education or you know, not knowing what. When, when people back home in the mountains, in the thicket, don't understand something, they get afraid of it. They get scared of it. So they shun it away. And um, it, it is sad, but it is a harsh truth, and it is a reality. And that was what exactly was happening to me. And so the individual on the other line said, you know, you are you have been a plague this whole time. It's just one. And they even went on to say, if you think that's bad enough, that the cherry on on top of the cupcake you have just been one after another a, a plague and just a 
burden, a burden and a plague to this entire family. My goodness. And could now, they have thought of two more devastating words? Well, plague was. I remember driving on the side of the road, and that was somewhere between Ocala and, and Gainesville. And um, I'm I'm sorry, I'm reliving that moment, and it's starting to come back. And I'm trying my best to try to hold it back, but we get it, pal. Don't hold um, it back. Just. Let but it I I remember pulling off on the side of the road, and. Um, asking God why this had this why why did they have to say that one thing because that one thing ended up changing the whole course of my entire life for a half of a year because I went into a very deep dark depression and even so much that I wouldn't even darken the door of my own church I wouldn't go it was times I probably wouldn't even go one or two times maybe every two or three months it was it was it, it was bad and i gave up care counseling for a while and that's something i really i really enjoy doing i love to be able to be one-on-one -on -one with individuals and counsel them but i just mentally was not there i could not go into that room and counsel someone knowing the mental state that i was already in and it was it was it was a tough situation so I'm going to pause for a minute and have a little glass of water. You guys can collect yourself. Hold on. <clears throat> I can't even imagine, you know, hearing those words coming out from the mouth of somebody that you love and you respect. Mm -hmm. And, you know. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, Tina. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I think the lesson here to be learned and one of the things that, that, that God taught me during this entire process people can say a lot of things and they can say things that just push us down into the, the ground and the dirt and the mud but at the end of the day if you don't live a life with forgiveness and uh, if you don't have forgiveness in your heart for the things that people say despite the resources and the education they may have based on what is coming out of their mouth if you don't forgive them regardless of that, then that's where you need to start. And that's the lesson here. And it took me months, and I mean months, to learn about forgiveness, especially in the line of my family. And um, But God taught me about it and how to, to go through through it. And my wife, let me, let me step up and, and talk about her for a minute. She kept pushing me to go to Monday nights. She just said, you know what? You need to go. You need to keep going. You need to just keep staying on it. And I'm like, but babe, there's only like, you know, the, the men's ministry has kind of broken off, but it's coming back. And so where I've been with it, I'm like, hey, you know, it, there's not enough there. And I just don't feel like I, I would benefit. And I'm not a leader anymore. What good am I? What use am I? But she said, keep, she said, stay on, stay on it. Keep going. And I don't know really why, but I just kept going every Monday night. Mm -hmm. I was there. I was kind of like an empty vessel sitting around a table of men. And even though my mind was totally somewhere else, I was still surrounded by men who loved and prayed for me. And that's when the forgiveness started coming in. And thankfully, uh, this past July, July the 4th, Independence Day, 
uh, I had some family members come in from Kentucky and uh, we sat down and we talked it out and I told them face to face I was like guys I don't know if you understand what you what you meant what you said but I'm going to tell you what the repercussions of what you said has happened to me over the past few months and when I told them that they had no idea it's like they were talking talking on one side and not realizing what the words that they were saying was going to impact me throughout the course of the next six to eight months of my own life mm-hmm. and sometimes you just got to wake people up it's 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 easy to walk around and be ignorant in life if you don't snap people back and say you know words are, words are powerful yeah, yeah that's a lesson in itself that we need to as Christians especially we need to to choose our words <laughs> wisely right because I mean the Bible talks about you know the tongue being set on fire by hell itself oh yeah and you know how sharp the tongue is you mm-hmm. know yeah sharper than a double-edged sword yeah so you know you just you know words are probably the the one thing that really do actually wound people mm-hmm. more so than even actions sometimes because it's it's such an attack when it's your words it does and it hurts and there's so many lessons to take away from this particular story and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come on here and share it is because we can't define ourselves by the words that come out of other people's mouths. Amen. Let me say that one more time. We cannot define our lives and ourselves by the words or actions of other people. And don't you know that is Satan's uh, favorite weapon to use the words of others, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. and and accomplish that goal of condemnation in your life. And and consequently, it, it stole six months but if we want to spin that to a positive you know because god says i work all things for the good amen you learned how to forgive you learned a lot of life lessons through that pain i did and and you know patience obviously is is one of the things i was taught as a child growing up so i i had i mean i i consider myself one of the most patient people in the world you take me to a doctor's office and i'm just chill as can be most people are just sitting there you know tapping their watch we'll be ready to go back and do what they need to do but forgiveness that was one lesson i had never been taught and i understand why the things happened the way they did because it had to cut my heart out before me to be able to be healed from it again and it hit me when it, a lot of times when those those type of situations happen not only will it cut you to the core but it'll cut you deep to the point to that one thing in your life that just when they when they tap that button it's just it just sets you into a downward spiral and uh it's not good it's it's not fun and but the lesson was that forgiveness has it's like a weight lifted off of your shoulders it's it's the moment that i got down on my hands and knees with my wife I remember it very, very clearly. We got down one night and we were at the edge of the bed and I was like, baby, I just need, need, can we just open up our hearts before God and just let this situation, I remember the tears coming down both of our faces and that moment of just releasing that burden to him, casting all that care, all that weight, all that emotion, all that fear, all that anxiety on his shoulders. It was just, and that was the lesson is that that through that forgiveness through that moment through those harsh words god had a perfect plan 
He always does, doesn't he? He mm-hmm. always does. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm like totally like hijacking your your show right now. <laughs> no, you're supposed to, brother. You don't. No, please take it away. Oh, uh, but to give you guys a little bit of backstory and going back to what Fritz's first question was about uh, some of my stuff growing up um, in my own life, um, I was born a hemophiliac. Now, does anybody here around the table know what hemophilia is? Mm-hmm. Artina, mm-hmm. what what? Well, it's a bleeding disorder. Correct. So you have to be really careful because anytime you get cut or hurt in the slightest way mm-hmm. that causes the skin to break, you can hemorrhage, even not cause the skin to break, you can hemorrhage yeah. internally and die. That's pretty close. That's pretty, pretty accurate. So I suffer from what's called um, factor eight hemophilia. There's a factor nine and then there's another version uh, called Von Willebrand's. But... Basically, the short, the scientific short of it is my liver doesn't produce a factor eight protein, and that's the main protein needed to make a clot in the human body. Without the factor eight protein, the whole clot thing just kind of just breaks away. It's the one thing that binds everything together. And so at age, to treat hemophilia, you have to inject yourself three to four times a week in the vein so I have, I've been self-infusing since I was age eight. And what that means is I've been having to stick a butterfly needle in my arms, in my veins, throughout my entire body since I was eight years old. Wow. And um, so it's a pretty serious condition. I was the kid that was always left in PE on the bleachers because the, the teachers were very fearful of even letting me play on a basketball court or on a football field. So that in itself of itself, I became an introvert. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, because that's where everybody else is having fun, and here's Joe on on the sidelines, just passing time. Mm-hmm. And so, fast forward to treat hemophilia, I have to in- inject this factor eight com- um, clotting plasma protein, and I have to do that two to three times a week. So let's back up into the 80s. Around 1983, there was a huge crisis in the nation and in the world, and it was the AIDS crisis. A lot of people, uh, including myself and the people around my age or a little bit older, will remember what fear was was struck into everybody's hearts around 1981, 2, 3, and all the way up through the 90s. Mm-hmm. And so one of those batches of hemophilia factor eight, the government didn't screen it, was riddled with HIV and hepatitis C. So at around the best that the doctors can determine, at the end of my age two and going into age three, I was co-infected with HIV and hepatitis C. And you're thinking three years old, you can, you know, you've you've not even, you're still just a, a baby. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird. And my, my mom was the one that actually... And to this day, she really regrets that. So she was the one that injected me with the bad vial, the mm-hmm. bad batch, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of remorse and regret there, but we've worked past that. And so fast forward, you know, I'm going into high school now. And everybody that, that, that I know going into clinic at University of Kentucky, all of my friends are starting to slowly, you go back one week and they're not there. You go back the next week, well, this one's not there. Then you start asking the nurse, what happened to 
to Bill or what happened to, you know, Christopher? Um, well, they didn't make it. And so going into my freshman year, I was admitted into the Ronald McDonald House. And I spent a great deal of time there, surrounded by terminally ill children. I tell you what, I'm very, very grateful to that organization because Aubrey and I spent months in the Ronald McDonald. The good people, dude. Yeah, they were good really, people. They amazing, amazing folks mm-hmm. there, and uh, an incredible charity. Yeah, and so it was my time there at the Ronald McDonald House that they set me up with these um, twelve-hour IV infusions called gamma globulin which would basically boost my body up. So I'd be hooked up to this IV for all day. Couldn't go out, couldn't play. It was getting dark outside. It's like 8 o'clock at night, and I was just getting off the IV. Just enough time to shower, maybe play a quick game of Super Mario Brothers and straight to bed. That was it. That was it. <laughs> yeah, that was your life. And so being in that lifestyle, I was, I was very blessed when 96 came around because in 96, that's when we finally got... Heart, which is highly active antiretroviral therapy. And that is basically, in in layman's terms, the HIV cocktail. That's the three pills that you take together that that stop the progression of HIV into AIDS. Luckily, I've been very blessed in the fact that I have never progressed into full-blown AIDS. I'm still HIV positive. To this day, I'm undetected, which means, uh, in layman's terms, that every day, every pill, every dose, you don't miss one. And my virus, by modern-day lab testing, is undetected. And uh, it's almost like I, it's, it's like I don't even have it. I still have some side effects from it, from like dietary things and like joint pain and, and muscle cramps and stuff like that. But in terms of the actual virus and it progressing and my viral load going crazy, none of that. So... And then in 2014, one of the biggest blessings to ever come my way, and praise God for this, 2014, a breakthrough drug was released by the FDA to cure hepatitis C. And it was called Savaldi. And I was six months on the drug. And and, and Mike and Fritz, you guys yep, were I remember with that. me through the entire... Every bit. Every week I would come in with a report and a lab work. Hey, guys, I'm doing well. Hey, guys, I'm not doing so well. And, man... Let me tell you, surrounding yourself with these guys right here, oh my gosh, that helped me. If it wasn't for my men and my brothers, I don't think I know. I don't think I would have sane mentally got through that. That was torment. You're back at you, buddy. It was. It was rough. It was like taking. It's a cancer style therapy. Is and it destroys your immune system, destroys your white blood cells, and uh, you get neutropenia from it, and it's just horrible, horrible. But I got through it six months. And after that, um, three weeks later, the lab work came back and it was gone. No more hepatitis. After 30 years of yep. living with it. I got to see those actually lab results. Mm-hmm. You got, showed mm-hmm. them to me. Yeah. It said, you know, yeah. zero. Clean. That's amazing. It yeah, is. Isn't it? And to follow up with that, since I've last talked with you guys, um, I went up to Shands up to Gainesville just this past June. And I can't have a normal liver biopsy. Guess why? I'm a hemophiliac, so if they do a biopsy, I'm going to bleed out, so that's not good. Well, technology, thank goodness, it's it's developed to where they have this new thing called a, um, uh, let me see if I can get it right. It is called, it's, it's a scan that they do with, it's sonic waves through the tissue of your liver. It's a fibro scan. Wow. And so there's this machine that will actually 
send a, a pulse. It's almost like you're taking your finger and flipping it real hard on your abdomen. And, and based on how fast the wave comes back or slow determines the density of the tissue of the, of the tissue. liver. Wow. And so I was thinking going in, all right, so 30 years HIV positive, taking HIV medications. Okay, this is probably going to, you know, they say F0 to F5. F0, you're completely normal. F5, you're cirrhotic. So I was thinking probably three i would i would say three would be good considering all the stuff i've had to go through it came back was between f0 and f1 wow <laughs> that's how the father rolls right there yeah. dude I, ah. honest to goodness honest to goodness this is no joke when when the test came back i was in that room i was praising and shouting god I, i'm sure the lab tech was probably freaking out <laughs> hopefully they were a christian and they understood what was going on because i was like oh thank you lord <laughs> And this is one you of get your things. David dance on and oh, there, dude, I I can't dance. Well, I'm gonna tell you that it right don't now. matter. It's not. It, it's you know. It's you like, get news like that. You gonna dance? It's like watching silly putt, silly putty roll down the hill. It's not very. It's not very fun or pleasant to anybody's eyes. But <laughs> I'm sorry about that right there. But you know, it, it, through everything that's happened, though, I have to say, here I am. It's 2017, and one of the biggest statistics that I found out just a few months ago is back in the 80s there was over 12,000 hemophiliacs nationwide the f the federal government finally released the data 20 some years later and 10 12,000 of the 12,000 do you guys know how many of us of the hemophiliacs from that era survived are now alive today i'm gonna i'm not let's go around we'll start fritz tina and then mike a I'm percentage say percentage a percentage a percentage uh, I'd say 30%. Okay, 30? I think it's 1%. Okay, 1%? I was going to say 50. 50%? All right. Tina is actually closest. 1.8%. Wow. So if you say... Out of how many, Joe? 12,000. Holy smokes. So that's what, 120, 200? Mm-hmm. And you're, you're in that number. Yeah, Joe. and it's it's it's... It is weird. Mm -hmm. It's very weird knowing. And I had family members. I can't mention their name, mm -hmm. but I had family members who had exactly what I had. And I had to watch them waste away to nothing mm -hmm. and die mm -hmm. as oh a my child. God. Yeah. It was not, I'm telling you, I was, as a child, my childhood was not your normal childhood, nor was Aubrey's. No, I bet. Nor was Aubrey's. And as you know, me and her. Me and her connect on, you mean your daughter connect on a way I don't think anybody else in this world would ever imagine because of, you know, the similarities, the coincidences. The struggles, just, oh yeah, yeah, you bet. And every time I see her, whether it's, whether it's at Starbucks or wherever, I have to just give her a hug and just tell her how much I love her and how amazing she is and how happy and proud I am of her because she's doing it, man. She's doing it. And, but, yeah. you know, with, with me, 1.8%, that's that's a big pill to swallow and god uh, i guess the lesson mike would probably be god has a lot more in store he's got some plans it's I just, think. A, yeah, it's just I a would beginning. have to agree with that it's just the beginning but uh so that's where i've been that's what has happened uh, forgiveness and uh, the, the takeaway that i would tell your audience tonight whatever situation you're in no matter how bad and how hard you're hurting, that you need to just 
and I know this sounds hard and it's, it's easier said than done. Trust me, folks, I get it. But if you can stand up and look at yourself in the mirror and, and forgive those that hurt you and maybe even forgive yourself for something that you have done, that is when only then and only then I think the peace and the healing will begin. And like I said, it's easier said than done. Trust me, I've walked in those shoes. I know how that feels. Yeah, I think the good news is is that the Lord understands that. Oh, yeah. And if you will ask him for the help to help you forgive yeah, and to help you start that process, <clears throat> um, yeah. he will. Absolutely. He will. It's amazing how tightly we usually want to hold on to that chain of bondage, too, of mm. unforgiveness. It becomes mm. a comfort. Yeah. You know, I, and I, that's a weird term that you would think about, you know, pain and bondage and comfort. Right. But a lot of people are surrounded by that, and they just can't let go. And I have a quote out there on my um, on my social media that, how can you ever expect to take two steps forwards if you're always walking in reverse? Yeah. Think about it. That is so true. Because if you keep looking in your past, you're never going to be able to progress forward. And there's so many people out there, and I was one of them. I was guilty. I was living in the past. I was living in the moment. I was, I was surrounding myself in that, that pity party of, of, you know, there, there's bigger things. God has bigger things. God is bigger than those words. God is bigger than this situation. And don't put him in a box and say, all right, God, I'm going to worry about this a little bit. Just just go help somebody else in another country. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit here and waller and pity and myself and just sit here and not let anything do. I'm not going to take any action. I'm just going to be just complacent and just passive. That is a, that's not good. No. That's not good. I've done it. Yeah. No, that's a coping mechanism, it. you know. I'm, I'm it's exactly. Flesh I think it's, weapon. I think it's what you're, yeah, that's the word I was, a coping mechanism. That's. It's a really good way to putting it, but uh, God has um, brought me out of so much, and, and you know, to kind of give you an update on where I am today, through the forgiveness, through the power of my story and the power of my testimony, I've actually been able to now get back into care counseling. Thank you, Lord. And, and you're so good at it. You really are. You think? Oh, man. When you came to visit uh uh, Aubrey in the hospital that this last go around, you didn't realize. I mean, I had just lost my job. Aubrey was in the hospital. I, I mean, there were so that. many things going on that you weren't even privy to, but yet you were obedient and you came and ministered to us. And, you know, I can't, I can't put a price on that, buddy. I, I think that I was the first time I met him also was in the hospital. Yeah. When he yeah came I think to it was. Aubrey. No, it was at Gators Dockside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I can always remember that night because of the hard bench seats. It was really fun. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> really? I think... Hey, the struggle is real. I, there's a story there. You'll have to meet us in person if you want the details. But oh, there you go. Um, yeah, it's just, I think, realizing that God has such a bigger plan in store for me. Mm-hmm. So you're still here. And exactly. And that's exactly where I was going with that. And that's one of the reasons why I'm still here. And since then, I've, I've actually kind of established my own um, advocacy. Uh, I do I Strive to Thrive now on the web. And I kind of talk about where I'm at in the industry on disability and just the, the woes of l- being caught in the red tape and the system 
what does this look like as a patient when you go to a new a new doctor you know and just dealing with all of the red tape all of the hassle all of the the insurance woes oh and I, I'm uh, I try to be as transparent as I can be for the people that read what I'm putting out there and I, I try to do my very level best to not only just shine light on the industry but on myself and what I have to go through on a daily basis because let me be real it's not exactly a bed of roses and um, you know it's very difficult life for me and especially as I'm getting older with hemophilia it's now getting harder for me to get out of the bed in the morning uh, my wife and I've been actually talking about getting an assistance dog uh, because I'm having some issues and um, some mobility issues I'm now considered a fall risk because I have osteoporosis in my hips and there's moments I completely lose my balance and if there's nothing around and there's nothing around I fall and I fell a few times at the house so we're taking precautions at the house we're wanting to install the uh, handrails in the shower and in the restrooms and stuff like that and just to try to but I think an assistance dog would help me a lot more especially on those days where I'm just on the on the couch and I can't move around and I'm confined and so having an assistance dog there to help me hoist me up and, and get me through that I think I think it's where I'm going I'm praying about it and I you know I obviously I don't have the money to put down for an assistance dog but I think um I think that would be a really great need and a help for me to have something around the house to, you know, kind of be the muscle that I can be. That's fantastic. Well, we're going to, we'll join with you in prayer and yeah, about the finances yeah. for that, you know. I appreciate uh, it. Like I always say, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. I was thinking about starting to go fund me at some point. I think you should. Yeah, I You've was thinking about it. You've got a legitimate cause. It's not like you you want to buy a Cadillac or anything like that. You need, <laughs> no. you need help. No, it's 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 getting rough. And I, I've noticed it in the past three years, especially. It's, it's, it's very difficult for me to do very simple things now. And uh, mowing the grass yesterday, I... I, I that amazes me, brother, I how you get out there and do that. Well, let me be honest with you. I, I came in and I cleaned up and I sat on the couch the entire day. I was walking stiff-legged throughout the house trying to make dinner. And I have this thing with my wife. When she comes home and she works, I always want to make sure that she has a hot meal because uh, she is a breadwinner. I'm going to give her her roses and give her her Absolutely. Life. And, uh, you know, I'm on disability and it's, it's very, it's challenge. That's a challenge in and of itself, but she has, I would say in her household, my wife would definitely be the, just the powerhouse. She, she does it all. She is an amazing woman. And if you've, if you ever had the chance to just meet her, you will know that there's something unique and special about Alex. Well, I must concur, and I felt so bad for her when I went in for my exam and she had to stick me. She did not want to stick me. But uh, <laughs> What? Well, I went for my, uh, what, what is that I got? Colonoscopy. Me? Colonoscopy. Yeah, I went up there and, and your wife was there. Really? And, oh, yeah, and it, it was great, and uh, we had her for pre-op, and uh, she had to stick me, and the poor thing. She did not want to stick me, but she did. Aww. She did amazing. She's a good nurse. Oh, she she's is. fantastic. She she does what she does, and she does her best to try to spread the love and light, even in the workplace, because she is surrounded by people that you know necessarily don't go to church, mm-hmm. and so. But she does her own form of spreading the word. So, yeah, you guys she's are just amazing. an amazing couple together. Yes, mm-hmm. I I concur that. Maybe she'll come one Seriously. day and give her testimony. Mm-hmm. Seriously. 
Yeah, she's she's a blessing. I just I had to post something about her last night about how just amazing she is. It's one thing to have a wife; it's another thing to have a praying wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a true helpmate. I mean, one that'll just be in the trenches with you, mm-hmm. will cry with you, and will hold you and will comfort you. And even with a nurse, I don't know how I got so lucky. Me with everything that I've got, she is a registered nurse, and there are times when I can't physically. Um, you know, stick myself because of my arms the way they are, she will actually do my infusions for me and just, bam, get it every single time. Never miss. I'm just like, I'm floored. So not only did God bless me with an amazing woman that seeks God's heart first, but he blessed me with an amazing, amazing helpmate. All the little details. Yep. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful story, but... um, but I just want to say, I don't know how much time we have, but... Um, yeah, as much time as you want, brother. I, I don't want to be too long-winded. My mouth's starting to get a little dry. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the lesson I think to be learned is is truly tonight is is the art of forgiveness. Yeah. And, and everybody out there, you need to... Whatever well, you're going through, there's a situation or circumstance. Right. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Mikey. No, but I, I think it's in James where life and death come from the power of the tongue. Yeah. And like I said, I've been there. Speak life. So tongue is a wicked thing, man. If you if you can't hold it and bite it down and there are people out there that just have no filter whatsoever. Yeah. Make and the it, choice and speak life. Oh, don't yeah. speak death. Speak walk life. in the light, don't walk in the dark. And and uh use my story and use what you've heard here today as kind of a launching platform for the next step in your own walk because there is light at the end of the tunnel but if you want to get to that light at the end of the tunnel and i'm not talking about you know passing away i'm talking about getting on the other side of this obstacle that you're going through you have to make the first move you have to get up off off your on your feet and and you know face front forward and say god here i am and just just call out to him and that's where i was let me tell you something it was within just a matter of minutes i just felt that 18 wheeler just lift off my shoulders. Yeah. Like, oh, thank you. So let let go and let God. Amen to that. Let mm-hmm. go and let God. I know there's probably some listeners out there that may um, have a question for you. Yeah. Is that okay if they contact you uh, Absolutely. personally? Or, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, do, if you'd like to give some information uh, um, for the listeners and where they could contact you or Absolutely. You talk about Pop X Cast. And, uh, <laughs> well, that's a whole nother realm for another day. Um, one, okay. I'm a big nerd, so I'm going to let you guys out there know. Very that talented nerd. When it comes to things like comic books and stuff like that, uh, I'm a huge, um, I'm a huge, um, yeah, nerd for that. And so, but in terms of what I do and and my Christian ministry of I Strive to Thrive, if you want to email me. It is simply I strive, S T R I V E, the number two, thrive at gmail.com. So I strive to thrive at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. So if you go to any of them, I strive to thrive. So um, you can easily find me across all social media platforms. And uh, I do a five minute weekly devotional. On Anch- I didn't know that. On That's Anchor, awesome. On Anchor, anchor.fm. And it's just really quick, but it, you, there's sometimes that God will just give me a thought. And the thing about Anchor, it's in five minutes or less. So I will kind of like sit and meditate on the topic and 
kind of share a little quick devotional about my life. Sometimes it's Christian-based. Sometimes it's about comic books or video games or whatever. So you get all facets of my little weird, crazy life. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You deserve a weird, crazy life, buddy. I, I do have you a really weird, crazy do. life. I, I hope you enjoy every minute of it. But let me let me say this before before we, we start to wrap up. I, I just want to say uh, to Fritz and Mike, words cannot express the level and depth of gratitude that I have for both of you for being with me on this journey through the past four years of my life. And I honestly want to let you know that you guys are so instrumental and have impacted my life so much, not only just through God's stories, but through passing you in the hallways and being there on Monday nights and just, you know, having a laugh, having a smile, taking my mind off of the hell that I have to go through. I mean, I can't tell you guys how much I love you and and respect you. And even Trish, you know, just everything that you're doing here. Oh, God's hands all over it. And I just want to say publicly, thank you so much for being there for me during the most darkest hours of my life. Wow. buddy, uh, Your welcome seems so uh, insignificant at this point, but I I will tell you this. It's an honor to call you friend. Absolutely, uh, brother. You have been. uh, But I just like being around Joe because he's funny. (laughs) <laughs> he really, really is. He really is. There is a funny side of me. You just got to get to know me. You do. And give you me some have... chicken wings and watch me go, right, Mikey? <laughs> well, to to know you, you unless we knew you, you'd never know that anything was wrong with him. You know, I mean, the, his personality is not indicative of somebody mm-hmm. who's sick. Nope. And, uh, you know, he really is a, a walking, living, breathing testimony of Christ. And I'm, mm-hmm. it just, uh, it empowers me as a Christian. It gives me hope. And, yeah. uh, and, and when it was just Aubrey and I, you know, he gave us so much hope. It wasn't, it's not even funny, you know, and they were my, you know, he and John, they were my, and Mikey, you know, without the real men similar to you, you know, who knows? You know, I was tired. It would have been, it'd been a rough road mm-hmm. for all of us, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think it, that's one of the amazing mysteries of God. Not only does he bring together those who love him, but those who need him the most. Mm-hmm. And he puts people in our path that will help us with our steps in that, in that crisis or in that moment. And uh, it, it's really interesting. You, you start wrapping your head around it. I mean, you think about life and death. My mom... The doctors told my mom and dad that I would die at age 16. I would not live past age 16. Now, can you think about the weight of that as your only child? And then I couldn't even begin to fathom. I couldn't even, I can't pretend mm-hmm. that I would even know what that, I mean, the weight of that statement. How old are you now, Joe? I'm be 38 in November. Wow. Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? 38 years old. So I've. I've almost doubled. I've well, well, more than doubled. Oh yeah, now. yeah. So, from 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 age three to age sixteen to age thirty eight in a couple of months, God is God has blessed me above and beyond. And I and I I don't know. I mean, I would not choose. Here's something else too, and I'll I'll be really quick about this. I don't think if I was if I was ever given an opportunity to go back in time in Doc Brown's DeLorean <laughs> and, I, and go back to 1985, you really are a nerd, aren't you? You have no idea. <laughs> but if I was ever given a chance to like choose this life or choose one that doesn't have hemophilia and all that in it, you know what? I would probably choose the one with hemophilia. Why? 
because it has humbled me. It has made me the Joe that I am today. And I got to be honest with you, Amen I'm that, pretty brother. comfortable in my own skin right now. Amen. I feel I feel good. I feel his presence. I, I feel close to God. I feel close to people that I counsel. I feel close to the people I go to worship with and everything that I do. And honestly, if I was a normal guy playing football or, or having some kind of sports scholarship or, you know, climbing rocks in, in the Rockies or whatever, you know, that would be awesome. But, you know, I, I would be different. There would be a different mentality on, on Joe. And it would I'd, be about Joe then. It, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be about him. Right. That's the so how can you not worship, man? Every day is a bonus. Hey, man, and praise I, God. You know, like me, I've been through two open heart surgeries and stuff like that. I mean, just every day is a bonus. And tomorrow yeah. I'm going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what? It's yeah, his birthday That's tomorrow. right, tomorrow. Oh, you're 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, You know what you should do? You should go to the new little cupcake place around the corner and get yourself one of those delicious cupcakes. I should. And I, and Olivia's? Have you heard about that? Place? I'm no, going to eat at like 15 places for free well, tomorrow. Well, it's literally really? right in front of your house. Is it really? Yeah. You know where the uh, where Kohl's is? Yeah. You know the shopping plaza that's sideways to Kohl's? Yeah. Yeah. And Olivia's is right there, and they go to our church. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay. I'm going down. Introduce myself. Last week, they had Mandy Harvey Golden golden Buzzer Cupcakes. I know it. Oh, cute. She's going to win that. Oh, yeah. Man. She's going to win. But if not, she'll she'll have a contract from Simon. Simon loves her. On yeah. America's he Got Talent. Her, yeah. yeah, we've watched that. Mm-hmm. But uh, guys, thank you so much for having me on. This really—I needed to get this off my chest, and I didn't want to just do well, it. Well, I'm glad own. you came and put it on our table. Well, amen. <laughs> <laughs> amen to that. And uh, 62 countries will benefit from it. At How least. about that? That's At amazing. Least. That's amazing. Yep. Nothing, guys, nothing we've done. I mean, the Lord's just blown it up. I mean, the countries that are listening now, and the people that have been touched, and the emails that we're getting, and uh, now this meeting with Mark, I'm, I'm just, I'm floored. Well, things are, you know? things are going, and the, 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 I think the thing that you guys need to keep focused on is just staying in the vein of what He wants you to do with this podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are reaching countries and reaching people and civilizations that you can't even fathom countries know, right? you will never visit in your lifetime nope. god's word is spreading to those countries mm-hmm. and i think you need to keep doing what you're doing and if you change anything make sure you talk it over with the big man first you betcha you know what i'm saying He's the boss because he is definitely guiding this vessel well mikey i got a new saying you're riding the wave i'm staying in the vein nice okay. nice staying staying the vein is that yeah. what you said stay, staying in, stay the, in vein. the vein yeah in the vein Stay in the vein. Yeah. Preferably a small gauge needle. A small, a, a small needle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're a sissy like me, I don't like those big 16 gauge needles. So I know. Like, yeah, I can get a little butterfly, please. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck as many times as you are. Yeah. You'd want if a I had butterfly. A, if know. I had a nickel for every time a needle was in a vein in my body, oh, oh, I probably would just give it all back to God anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Amen to that, brother. Well, uh, I strive to thrive. That's me, man. I strive to thrive dot com. Dot check com. Out. Yeah. Check out uh, Joe Burke, and if you have any questions for him, be sure to hit him up on the his Gmail, 
or um, if you can't remember his and they were God Stories Radio at gmail.com if you have questions for him I can certainly get it to him and let me say this too if anybody wants to actually ask me a personal question relating to HIV that's kind of what I was uh, uh, if you, the, the vibe I was getting yeah, yeah. if you want to ask me something and totally be um, trust me your your anonymity will remain intact in my in my peripheral so if you want to ask me a very personal question about HIV what treatments I'm on or anything in depth like that pertaining to hepatitis, hemophilia, just reach out to me, and I will I will be as respectful and as honorable as I can be, and, and hopefully, to my knowledge, give answer your question. Amen. So, so I strive the number two thrive at gmail dot com if you want. Yeah, to I, me for some reason I was just getting that vibe tonight mm-hmm. that that uh, there was someone out there either listening now or that will be listening yeah. that, that's going to need some help. And I do get those questions come in every once in a while. I'll get a random email or somebody will tweet me. Hey, I just found out I got HIV. Where do I go? What What do I do? Where do I start? What medicine do I take? What precautions do I do I now have to take? And so I can help you with a lot. And you know, you know, they're scared. They're of course, they're death, scared. So, yeah, uh, you know, and uh, it's not a death sentence. Just look at me. Right. And today, it's it's very much treatable like any other. Yeah, like diabetes or any other small uh, type. But in the 80s, it wasn't. It was it was a very serious issue, and people were dying left and right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but, and I think it, there was, a, you know, a, a freak out nationwide because people just didn't understand. You know, no, people thought no. you, you could get it from breathing the same air that, mm-hmm. you know. Well, even so much that even here like in Arcadia, that, yeah. Florida, uh, the Ray family, Ricky mm-hmm. Ray, um, they, they there was a group of uh, individuals who won't remain unnamed they burned his house down because of the lack of education you can find that clip on youtube or ricky ray's family arcadia florida wow and uh, i'm friends with his mother on uh, facebook but uh it was sad it just goes to show you the ignorance and lack of education of people Mm -hmm. and uh you know yeah holy smokes yeah that's all i gotta say thank you man thank you this was awesome uh this was uh this was good, and I'm I'm glad I finally able to to get this off my chest and share it with with people. And yep, I think there's a a greater reason. I think so. Not only to give your testimony and to share what you did, but I I, I just have a feeling that there's a few people out mm-hmm. there that really needed this hope and encouragement. They're they're scared right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. even for hepatitis so. C as well. Yeah. It's more common than HIV. I mean, just yeah. just reach out to me and ask me those questions and. And just use my story in my life as hopefully a little bit of a guiding point. And I'll be here to help you through this process. Amen to that. Give your email one more time. I strive, the number two, thrive at gmail.com. I strive to thrive at gmail.com. All right. And that's Joe. And then uh, we're God Stories Radio at gmail.com. And um, you can uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, you can send us a message, a question for Joe, or or contact him direct. Just uh, just do it, <laughs> you know. Just do it. Don't let fear overtake you. You got a question? This brother is more than willing to drop what he's doing to help. Amen. Somebody and uh, please take the time to contact him. And uh, what else can they do, Mike? They can tweet us. They can tweet us at uh, Twitter at God Stories Radio and uh, like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook, and if you listen to us on iHeart, please follow us on iHeart. iHeart Radio. All right, man. This is great. I could sit here and uh, drink coffee and talk to you all night, brother. Yeah, it's not like we're burning tape, but like the old days. It's okay. It's all good. (laughs) 
All right. Well, that wraps it up for session 150. I'm Chris. 150? Huh? What are you thinking about? Your age tomorrow? Yeah, I'm thinking about one. I'm going to be... <laughs> what? Huh? Help him, Lord, to overcome his afflictions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps it up for session 135. Oh, Gosh, 150. Wow. I'm a mess tonight. You must have I'm got not him. even going to cut that out. Just you so got in Doc Brown's DeLorean again, I'm, didn't you? Yes, I did. You're going into the future. <laughs> Great Scott Marty. Uh, 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> That's really good. It really. It yeah. not, there we go. We got have, him going now. Have you, guys seen my, uh, uh, have you guys seen my impression of Kermit the Frog in an x-ray machine? <laughs> I no. have not. Oh, hey, hello, folks. Kermit the Frog. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, folks, Kermit the Frog here, and you're listening to God Stories Radio, only on GodStoriesRadio.com. <laughs> you have got to cut that for me. No, so, man. Yeah, no. That, uh, that'd be awesome. But anyway. <laughs> Session 135, Mikey? Is that 135. what it is? All right. I'm Thanks Fritz. for hanging out with us. I'm uh, Fritz. You, <laughs> you guys are messing with me tonight. But I like it's it. It's so easy. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> My name's Joey. I know I'm going to be older, but you've got to take advantage of the old days. So. So. Anyway, that wraps it up for session 135. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless. God bless.